WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the WPTF Weekend Gardener. We're out on the road today at Logan Trading Company in downtown Raleigh. Please come by and join us on today. You know, I don't. There's uh, there's nobody at the counter or anything, but uh, you might be able to get in uh, at this point if you're an early bird. But uh, come on by. Uh, Miss Clapp is with us. Morning, Ann. How are you? Uh, I'm fine. I'm sitting over here looking at the pink pig. Yeah, we got a pink pig here. Uh, that's uh, a very attractive one. Uh, including a lot of other things. Uh, plus a uh, former Attorney General and Secretary of State of North Carolina and Deputy Chief Counsel on the Senate Watergate Committee. And so proclaimed here at Logan's several years ago, I don't know how long ago, maybe 10 years ago, the... Uh, Secretary General of Gardening in North yeah, Carolina. The most Edmiston. important uh, title of all that carries weight everywhere in foreign countries. I'm sure I, it does. Yeah, I was in England four or five years ago, and they said, well, Mr. Secretary General of Gardening, how are you doing? That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. And we had, uh, that was the 50th anniversary of Logan's that day. So it might not have been 10 years ago. It was, it was five or six years ago maybe seven years and uh secretary you're um, the person who um i don't know what did did elaine marshall was she elected she after you succeeded me yes yeah okay so your successor uh so proclaimed it and it was signed by governor mccory and and you got a nice certificate and and all that goes with it so what goes with it uh, no salary. <laughs> I, I want one of the listeners to understand that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, goes with a great prestige and puts all those other honors to shame. Yeah, that's true. It, it puts it me in a, in a company of very generous, giving, wonderful people who, who like to garden and who like to get dirt on their hands. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I um, we're going to have, uh, speaking of dirt... Yeah, special dirt, black cow. We've got uh, the president of uh, uh, Black Cow on this morning, Michael Lang. Uh, sure. But uh, one of my buddies, and I'm so, always so, uh, people just love you, Gerald, um, being on the show. Gerald Adams is with us. You all right today? I am. 
Everything, uh, let's see, I don't hear you very well. Got it. There we go. How about now? Yeah, that's good. Everything okay at the Centennial Center? It's, in the Centennial Campus. It's rolling right along. Yeah. Spring is in the air. Yeah, things are blooming. I wish I hadn't worn the sweater this morning. At, uh, you know, it was 48 degrees out there. I figured it'd be chilly, but uh, I guess I didn't need this much. At any rate, uh, the daffodils are definitely blooming. They've been trying to bloom. Some have. There are some early bloomers. But uh, what else is blooming over at the Centennial Campus? Well, lots of the saucer magnolias are starting to bloom. Yeah. Now, yeah. The star magnolias and all. All, all around uh, Glenwood Avenue. They're, they're all over the place. Uh, the Okami cherry trees are in full, yeah. full throat right now. I haven't been over to Cameron Village, uh, the village district. Either way you say it, and uh, it uh, they they I guess those trees are still doing well. I don't know how long live those uh, Okami cherries are. They they're they're pretty good. Yeah. They, they will those in the Yoshinos can can hang around a while. The old Prunus mume though is the one that's the flowering apricot. Yeah. Is you get you get fifteen or twenty out of one of them. You've you've that's done such something. a shame. Too. And, then, and then every now and then you'll see some in a place that are. There's some not far from us now, the other side of that parking deck for uh, facility management that have got to be uh, probably 40 years old. Some that the state planted? And they just thrive there right beside a park in a place that's <clears throat> not highly looked after. I wonder and, why. And just I think a, uh, unusual somebody they, ought to do a study that on they that. have done so well there, but it's, it's, it can be finicky at I, best. I hope, I hope somebody, NC State or somebody, comes up with... Uh, a prunus mume that improved version yeah and you know maybe study that you know there was a in chatham county somewhere back in 85 there was a, a ligustrum that survived that terrible um december you know several days of of uh, cold extreme cold and it killed many of them around this area but not that one and that, that became kind of a standard so maybe they can find check these out and Figure out why they've lived so long. I think they're about halfway akin to Daphne. <laughs> no, the, the, the Daphne takes it to another level. They're even uh, more particular. Well, it's uh, it's really incredible that uh, they have lived that long. But they, well, I, I've got one that that is right in the pathway that Jasper runs every day. You would plant nothing there. <laughs> and that sucker is, that Prunus Bume is growing beautifully. In fact, you gave it to me, Michael, years ago. And it's growing beautifully where you would never stick a thorn bush. <laughs> so, I, 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 yeah, I wonder how old that is. I haven't had much luck with them, uh, frankly. I, the, the first one I had lived longer than the second one. I just adored the second one. Because it it had the darker flowers on it mm -hmm. and a real cinnamony type fragrance on it. So I just, you know, the time that it blooms. When nothing much else right. is going on. And last year there was one along my walking route that uh, was blooming. So I'd... I could could smell it just a few feet away, and, and uh, but uh, it's dead as a doornail now. Something happened to it. I guess boars are the main problem with those. So. That, that and they succumb to poor drainage. They cannot stand any kind of wet feet for any kind of prolonged period of time. You know, lots of people will tell you now, if you plant one, do kind of like a Daphne, build it up and make a raised bed, do everything you can to possibly improve the drainage of it because that seems to be a 
common issue with them as well. Yeah. I uh, I don't have a cherry tree. For many, many years, I had a weeping cherry, and that's something that I really enjoy, too. Rufus, do you have a, a weeping cherry? Do you not have a weeping cherry? I'm picking one up Tuesday to plant on the corner of the patio behind the chancellor's house. That, that would be a nice addition. There's so many. Uh, there's a... Uh, is it a ornamental peach that uh, there that has is. kind of uh, fact it, that I don't know if that's uh, Denny Werner's or not. Seems to me like he may have. There is an ornamental peach now though that's pretty striking looking. Yeah, and had one. Uh, you had one. I don't think it was weeping that had uh, the fuchsia flowers kind of on it. Just very striking. Flowers. That was, that was a good one. That's about the only peach we can go around here. There's a, there's an uh, ornamental peach now too that has purple leaves Uh-oh. on it. That well, that sounds like a Denny Warner <laughs> introduction. <laughs> uh, you know, you look at his red buds, and they uh, they're just they're just so all of them so unusual. Uh, do you all have a flamethrower? We do not at campus. Uh, uh-huh. I gave one to my son. I'm. I'm Gave it to him last year. I'm in- interested to see what it looks like this year. But uh, that that one has kind of yellow, green, red leaves on it, and uh, so it's it's uh, it's really it's really striking uh, to me. As may, are many plants, and uh, this time of year, so many things look good, including the shade trees. That uh, you know you. As we start getting into April, the the leaves will will start coming out of the trees, and they're they're kind of green, different shades of green, and uh, makes the the countryside looks look so good. And uh, but I tell you, the the maples are reeking. I don't know how many people have uh, allergies to uh, things like that, but it does affect me well, some. Pollen is it's not around the corners here. <laughs> we just can't see it. We all many of us think of the pine pollen but uh the pine pollen is not what what i don't think most people are allergic to that it just gets all of your car and everything else for uh several weeks and uh, we have that to look forward to <laughs> <laughs> 919-860-9783 we're at logan's and they have all kinds of uh things going on today you can buy one get one 50 off outdoor glaze pottery these are early bird specials, so 9 until 12. Trees and shrubs, you buy one of those, you get one 50% off. So outdoor glazed pottery, buy one, get one 50% off. Trees and shrubs, get uh, a buy one, get one for 50% off. You can buy a fruit tree or a bush, get the recommended uh, Espoma Tone, 50% off. Uh, see a cool season vegetable flat. Get the recommended espoma tone for that, and the espomas have all kinds of tones: uh, holly tone and plant. I guess plant tone was the first. And uh, spring blooming one quart perennials. Buy three, get one free. Uh, and we'll we'll continue to- talking about these throughout the morning. There are a lot of things, but the. Um, Vegetables. Uh, how how are your vegetable crops uh, coming? Uh, you're looking good. I, I started stepping up to four and a half inch pots yesterday. As a matter of fact, so and I'll be I'll be potting up like crazy for the next three weeks. How about that? Well, mine are just good. I depend on Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, are you are you not gonna are you not gonna plant anything? In well, those, we're gonna uh, do tom- we're gonna do tomatoes. But when you live a stone's throw from one of the best farmers markets in America, well, that's true. yeah, I I'm gonna let them grow them. Yeah, they they do well. Let me, let, let me grow my uh, bushes and shrubs. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, Ve- vegetables are not. Uh, are you going to grow any vegetables, Ann? No, I'm just going to go with pink pigs. Oh, okay. You just uh, wherever he goes. Okay. Well, we're we're going to the zoo, and then the baseball I, I think game. I'm going to go to a zoo. Yeah, uh, but at any rate, uh, I, I'm like I don't know that I'm going to grow any vegetables. I'm not much of a vegetable grower. I just haven't. Uh, maybe maybe uh, one of these years when I retire, I'll I'll get more into that. That's not a very good excuse since. Gerald works eight days a week, and and uh, he he develops all these things. But I, I don't I don't have um, Gerald's brain, and and uh, I I can only do one thing at a time. So I can well I can stand and talk. So I, I guess I can do two things at a time. So uh, you're you're developing t- tomato seeds, and you have a website. Uh, you and your uh, grandson. I do. Gerald and Henry's plants.com and it'll have the grow list for this year up there and I think it's somewhere around 130 varieties of tomatoes 30 varieties of eggplant on there this year and a goodly number of peppers I don't know probably around 30 or so varieties of peppers hmm. anything you're trying new this year I do have a few uh, new varieties of tomato seed. I've got some continuation of some crosses that I grew last year, and I'll have a few of those plants are available this year. They're what we call developing varieties. We're not exactly sure what we're going to get. We hope it's uh, just like the, the ones I had last year that were really good. But, you know, it takes five or six generations of tomatoes when you cross them to see if the variety is going to stay true or not. And that's always, it's not a quick process doing that. But many times you start out trying to cross something and you end up coming up with something else completely different that you like even more than what you were setting out to do. So that's a little unusual. Josh, good morning. We're... uh we're going to get some chairs uh, here here in a minute after we get all set up. But you're doing all right. Thank you for having us out. I'm glad you're here. Uh, yeah, we were I'm just talking. Well. Thank you. We were just talking about some of the uh, things that uh, we went in some of the early bird specials. You have a lot of great deals here today. Yeah, this is kind of our spring kickoff sale, uh, first weekend of March, and uh, we wanted to celebrate. I don't know if you guys had a chance to peer out the window there, but. Um, our annuals department is already making the transition into spring. We still have some beautiful pansies, and uh, all of our six-inch pansies are 30% off. Um, and there's still still a lot of time to enjoy those. You know, they go right on on to Mother's Day uh, most years. I think they look better in the spring than they do in the they fall. They do. Most people think they look their best in April because yeah. they they uh, they don't like the hot of summer, but they uh, while they're able to bloom during the winter they really enjoy those moderate springtime temperatures but also you're going to see that uh, our annuals department isn't just pansies but we've got geraniums in stock our uh, herb department has come back to life if you will Uh, it's full of lots of different um, herbs both the culinary herbs as well as the medicinal herbs Um, we've got some of those beautiful osteospermums the african daisies that looks so good this time of year. Um, I heard you mentioning as I was driving in the, the vegetables. Um, 
mostly we're dealing with the cool crop veggies, the uh, cabbages, collards, um, Brussels sprouts, carrots, lettuces, things of that nature. But we do have a handful of tomatoes for the folks who are willing to watch out for them. It's still a little early to to plant them in the yard and forget yeah. about them. But uh, if you want to get a head start and have some early tomatoes, we've got those in stock. And, uh, you know, our, our pottery section is uh, is one of the largest in the area. I know people drive here from all around to uh, be able to check out the wide variety of uh, pots and containers that we have here. And uh, the buy one, get one half price special is a, is a pretty great deal. Most of the time we find that people buy them in pairs anyhow, so it's a a great deal today and uh, this is tree and shrub planting time um, in addition to the autumn which is which is a great time to plant uh, early spring is is a really good time Definitely. to plant your trees and shrubs so if you've been looking out the window all winter at those uh, areas of your landscape that you're wanting to add something to it's a great time to come out and take advantage of the buy one get one half price trees and shrubs and that's a mix and match sale you don't have to get two of the same item you can uh, get the second item for half price on any trees and shrubs and take advantage of the cooler weather um, for planting it's great to give the the, the trees and shrubs uh, weeks if not months to get nice and rooted into your landscape before we get to the hot and dry part of the summer so uh, if you've been thinking about making a change in landscape come out and see us today for our early bird specials yeah, definitely. So how many uh, parking spaces does your truck take uh, when, when you pull up? Uh... Um, it's a big truck. It's a dually. Uh, I, I tell folks that it, if you could put your uh, your house on a trailer, it could probably haul the house. Did you have to buy that because you have so many kids? Uh, well, it, it is helpful with all the kids. And I, I, uh, I bought this vehicle used, but it's got a lot of bells and whistles. So there's, there's a little... Uh, dvd player in the back and i i tell you you folks who uh reared kids prior to all this technology you yeah. you all uh, did a a hero's uh, work there but um it's it's a big truck it's got two batteries but we it use it have for two a, gas tanks no thankfully not my my dad's truck back in the 90s was a ford uh, f-350 and it had two gas tanks and i just found that to be aggravating to Jerry Clower said he bought a brand new truck, all the bells and whistles, and he uh, he started sputtering going down the interstate. It was raining like crazy. He rode, drove off the road, and and uh, this was, you know he he didn't know what to do. He he it was before cell phones and everything, and he he got out there soaking wet, trying to flag somebody down, and he walked around the back of the truck. He fell down in the mud. Somebody finally pulled up and um, asked him what was wrong, and and he said, well, I've, I've run out of gas. He says, it doesn't make any sense. It didn't show that it's out of gas. He said, man said, well, you got another gas tank. And he went and switched it for him. <laughs> yeah. On that, that truck that my father had, you had to flip the switch to go to the other tank. I, I think that Chevrolet had, had the right idea with, with my truck. They just built a bigger tank. Yeah, one big tank, go. and you don't have to keep up there with it. But it's a great workhorse. We... Uh, we do some landscape work here at Logan's. Uh, we'd yes, love, to, you do. love to help you all with your landscape if you need help. Um, but that truck is great for hauling uh, excavators and bobcat uh, skid steers and things like that. Absolutely. Josh, what are some of your spring perennials? 
<laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, there are too many to mention. Some of the perennials that are uh, starting to show color now are, uh, of course, Dianthus is one of the uh, perennials that often bl- blooms in spring and, and autumn as well. Yeah. Uh, those are in bloom out in the perennial section. And we do have a special on perennials today, our, our one-quart perennials, um, which is roughly a, a five-inch pot, five- or six-inch pot. Those are buy three, get one free, mix and match. Um, but we've got a whole variety. We've even got um, some verbena that are starting to, to bud up. Uh, my guess is that they came out of uh, one of our grower partners' greenhouse because they, they look a little further along than you'd expect them to be in the landscape. Mm. But um, here again with perennials, uh, we're probably, fingers crossed, past the really cold weather we'll probably have another frost or freeze but um those plants can take those light freezes and and you can get a head start on your um on your landscape of course perennials as as uh, the name implies they're hardy they they'll last uh, through the winter um but some of them will die back to the the ground and are just now uh, going to start pushing out their foliage in the landscape so if you come by and check out our variety of court perennials today that are buy three get one free um, you'll see a, a wide wide selection of um, herbaceous perennials that you can get started in your garden with very good we're going to talk more with uh, josh logan here at logan trading company in uh, downtown raleigh we're just off of p street uh, 919-860-9783 it's 825 more of the wptf weekend gardener coming up Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. WPTF at 834-919-860-9783. I'm sitting there looking at the menu from Merritt's Grill in, in Chapel Hill trying to figure out what kind of breads they have because we were talking about breads. And I don't, I don't like um, the... Uh, the loaf bread for a BLT, <laughs> I think they they have that. It's probably thicker, you know, kind of cut. But I, the reason that all this came up was Knight's Kitchen, across the way here from Logan's, uh, <clears throat> we have some uh, pastries from there, and they you know, bake everything fresh. But they have one of the best BLTs around. But it's it's a real hard bread, and um, uh, you know, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Well, we call that at home. We call that light bread. <laughs> when you grew up on a farm, yeah, you went to the grocery store to get. Uh, uh, sometimes you'd, you'd get some good old Duke's mayonnaise. Yeah, you you didn't get milk. You didn't get. Uh, if you got bread, it was a, a surprise. You got sliced light bread. Yeah, and light bread just meant not cornbread. That's right. <laughs> that's that's true. Uh, the cornbread was yellow. Yeller, yeller. So uh, yeah, that's how why we were talking about that. Uh, but they, I, I love BLTs, but <clears throat> there are a lot of different themes and uh, ways to make them. You, have you had a BLT over there? You know, I've not <clears throat> had the BLT at the night kitchen because uh, we have the Seaboard Cafe right here <laughs> within our store, and, and they also have a, a BLT. Right. I enjoy theirs. Well, you know the quite guy Rick at at uh, at uh, Seaboard brought 
brought us these from the night kitchen. That's right. Yeah, we're all we're all friends and family down <laughs> yeah, here that's in the right. Seaboard neighborhood. So they're both great places. They are. If you've not tried either one, I would uh, welcome you to come down today yeah. while we're here. We're going to be here for several hours more. The night kitchen has a great uh, breakfast offer. You can get awesome pastries, but you can also yeah. get um, a hot breakfast. I and, did uh, not know that. That's great. Yeah, and uh, a loaf of bread to take home uh, to go with dinner. Right, right. They got bread. They got they got everything you, know, you want, Mr. Secretary. I'm 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 not the expert on bread that it sounds like you all are. I'll have to defer may, to they, your wisdom. You know, they probably do have have some light bread over there, Rufus. Yeah. Well, it would be light bread and sweet milk. Sweet okay. milk simply in regular milk, not, not buttermilk. buttermilk. Yeah, yeah, I had. Uh, I I think I got right on the edge this morning with over uh, the milk I put in my oatmeal because it a little bit soured. I don't know. It was it was right on the edge. Was it floating? See, no, no, no. Nothing was floating. But I, I I looked at the date. It was okay. But you know, I'm real particular. You were drinking some of that all milk. <laughs> I mean, I can smell the paper plant in Roanoke Rapids right here, so I got a good smeller. Uh, 919-860-9783. Tom is in Garner. If he's still with us, Tom, good morning. Good morning, fellas. How are y'all this morning? I think uh, I think we, we got up, made it here. I think we're all right. If you can see your face in the mirror, then you're going to have a good day. Oh, that's I don't I try not to try not to do that too often. Who would want to do that? I just want maybe maybe every other day. <laughs> but Tom, how can we help you? I've got a question about raspberry. Um somebody gave me a golden raspberry plant about three years ago and we planted it in the corner of the yard next to the garden. And the chains have gotten out of control, the underground ones keep popping up in my garden and i want to pull them out uh, because they're intrusive but my question is will the raspberries bloom and make fruit off of the old chains hmm. i th- i think raspberries fruit on the second year canes if i'm not mistaken the first year canes you don't have anything is the second year ones where you get the fruit I'm not familiar with that golden variety that you're talking about, but I think in general that is true. That's kind of like white bread and <laughs> wheat bread. Yeah, I won't, I won't, I don't want a yellow. <laughs> but but it's hard to contain them. I yeah. mean, they those they're happy popping up everywhere. I've tried some two different times, and after about five years, I give up the ghost. Well, the only reason ever... that I'm keeping them around is my grandson loves to eat the raspberry, mm-hmm. and so I'm. Culturing Good for him. But I'm wondering now, you said they bloom on the second year's growth. So how about the old ones that have been there for three or four years? Will they? Well, I didn't notice as much fruit on them last year, and some of them might not have had any at all. Yeah, I think there's a decline. I don't know if it's 100% off of that, uh, but I know that the people that harvest them, kind of come through and 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 dist them back up to keep when they're going sideways uh kind of like if you ever if you did your own uh strawberries and we're keeping them as the runners emerge from that but i don't know ideally the best way of thinning them out i i get because the problem is it's so hard to i mean you can clip them off at the ground but it's it's pretty difficult to go down and and dig them to dig them up without damaging the one that's shot off from it that's going to be the one that's going to produce the fruit for you 
Okay. So I, uh, I guess above above ground, you can obviously clearly get rid of them, clip them out. But I don't know that there's a that's a simple solution to that. So I guess the best thing to then is just to leave it alone and let it do what it wants to do. Yeah. Let, let your grandson worry about it. Well, we, we I do know some people that have planted them before, and they've kind of done like if you did with bamboo. They went below ground and put some things, in the, some barriers in the ground. Uh, in one case, actual cinder blocks in, in the ground to slow the runners down to stop them at a point, and that did a pretty good job of And eventually the bed got overgrown because they didn't have any room to expand, and they had to go back through there and just dig out like trenches of stuff and put back in you know, mulch could lose soil and all for them to keep growing, but that was a right smart of work involved with that. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of work to do, so I just may just let them go. Um, they're getting intrusive into my tomato uh, bed. Well, we garden, can't have so. we can't have that no. now. No. But take a really good note this year on those older canes, and if, clearly if they don't have many fruit on them, then they're not doing you any good, and at least that clean, cleaning them out might thin things up a little bit for you. Yeah, Josh, you want to add anything to? I I personally don't have experience with the raspberries, so I'm I'm learning along with our caller. Yeah, I never I've never grown those, and I you know I I never really thought that they were adapted well for. That. I thought they were more of a cool. If, if you get thing. the right variety, there are some varieties that will do will produce pretty well here. Yeah. But it's just like uh, even dealing with blackberries. It, it's uh, it, it, it's right. You've got to have a lot of room for them and and not care if when they start spreading and going and just allow them the space. Uh, and that's where the difficulty. But there are some are some varieties that can take our heat and will produce pretty well. It's like uh, rhubarb. I never rhubarb. But now a friend of mine from Nashville's mother uh, used to grow rhubarb up in the Roanoke Rapids area. But it's not easy to. It's, it's a little hard to grow here. So yeah. it's it's hard to get it to perennialize here because it just ends up melting about July mm. into July early August. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've got one I hope more that question helped. to ask you guys if I can um, yeah. while while Gerald is present. Um, Gerald, I've talked to you a couple of times in the past about tomatoes, and uh, thank you so much for sharing your secret, I call it secret sauce, for growing tomatoes. Um, I do this for my wife. She loves German Johnson tomatoes, and I have some incredible tomato yield. But last year I ran into a problem with that, uh, I call it stem um, atherosclerosis, where the stems get clogged up, whatever that virus is, and how many years do you have to wait before you can go back and plant in that same area again? Forever. Uh, I mean, most of the people, not to be smart, but it's a topic that brings up, you know, bad memories. Uh, Some people will tell you maybe five years, uh, and you're probably, probably good to go. Uh, but I hate you. The problem with it is you never see it early on. In other words, you go back in the soil and the plants are up four foot and you're starting to see fruit and you may even have picked your first fruit and all of a sudden it hits. And by then it's too late for you to do something else. You're too far into summer really to have much of a chance of establishing anything. So I would think a minimum of five years. Now the good news is you can switch over to containers uh, so, uh, because the problem most people have now, they don't have that many sunny spots in their yard to 
do a vegetable garden or raise beds. Uh, but there are more choices now for growing in containers uh, than, there, than there were years ago. M many, many more options. I but tried I, that once before growing in uh, tomatoes in uh, five-gallon buckets, just as you said, to spread them around where the sun was. And not big enough. After uh, I stopped putting Epsom salts in them, I had so many roots in there, I couldn't keep those things watered. They kept drying out. It, it was like if I submerged them in a pond, they probably would have gotten enough water. But the root, the root, when I pulled the tomatoes out, it was nothing but a five-gallon root ball. I, I grow conventional <laughs> tomatoes in 25-gallon 25 nursery pots. I grow ah. compact tomatoes like from the Dwarf Tomato Project. You can grow them in 7-gallon and get some results, but you probably won't make it through summer. I grow them in 15-gallon containers now. I used to grow them in 10s because eventually I'm a hog. I'm trying to make it dodge disease and get all the way to October with them so uh they continue growing and they've got to have room for the roots to spread but these compact varieties give you more options because a 25 gallon nursery pot well that takes a, a whole 2.8 cubic yard bag of soil to fill up and if you're doing a lot of them that gets kind of pricey and then there's not a whole lot of moving them around once you put them somewhere so with the smaller containers you've got you've got more options and not quite as much expense to Ruth, get going. Rufus, I, I was, <clears throat> I've done, uh, my, my land is worn out, just simply worn out. I've, I've got so, so little, Gerald's seen the place, Mike's seen it, there's only so many, so I'm, I'm in containers right now, and I don't know whether I'm imagining or not, but if you put a container down there where your soil is bad with nematodes, other things like that, it's going to creep up through that hole in the bottom and mess up your container plants, so do not put it the container where you've had bad luck in the ground with tomatoes. Does that, does that, that make sense, Gerald? That's pretty true. Theoretically, if you got it up on enough bricks above it where it was not making contact with the soil, then there's a pretty good chance that you would be all right. But you most definitely, if you've got the pot sitting on the ground on top of where you've had the same diseases, she'll she'll find it just shows the world. I mean, yeah. you're that that's not you're not accomplishing anything by doing that. You've got to get that container somewhere else away from that. Yeah, and, and, and whether it's on the sidewalk on, deck or, you know, patio on bricks as you say. Yeah. That's right. Make them decorative, uh, Tom. Okay. Thank that's you fine. very much. Do you have any anything else uh, did that work? That what worked I'm for surely me. what Gerald told you did. Yeah. yeah. Well, don't give don't give up on the raspberries now. They no. when I grew up in the mountains, uh, my, my daddy was pretty good at it. We had every kind of berry you can think of, and at at that time there was no what what color did you say that that raspberry was? Kind of yellow. There was yeah, no yellow raspberry at that time, but he just let them go. Yeah, and they they seemed to produce until he turned it into pasture. Yeah, and some plants are happier that way anyway. Certainly. Uh, Crepe myrtles. I've seen a lot of crepe murder this uh, this spring, this uh, late winter. Tom, thank you very much for calling. Thank you, two guys, for being here. I appreciate yeah. it so much. Yeah. More of the WPTF Weekend Gardener coming up.
listening to the longest-running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Yeah, we're back at Logan's here in uh, downtown Raleigh, just off of Peace Street, Seaboard uh, Station area. And uh, do we have Elizabeth in Holly Springs or Linda in Wake Forest? This is Elizabeth. Oh, hey, Elizabeth. Hey. You're shy, You're shy, aren't you? <laughs> no, I just was confused. Well, you know, I stay that way, and I understand exactly uh, the problem. So uh, how can we help you? I wasn't going to ask you. I have a couple questions, but I wasn't going to ask you about crepe myrtles until you made that last comment. We've been in this house 18 years that was landscaped in 1997 when it was built. And there's a crepe myrtle out in front that the trunk on it is huge. And I look at other people's crepe myrtles that have been around for years and years and years, and theirs are not big like ours. And it's really a problem because the roots are ruining the wall in front of it. And I would uh, I would take that thing and cut it cut it down, ground the stump, and plant something that uh, makes you feel better, rather well, rather than okay. des- destroying the plant uh, and making it look goofy and. And well, what, what what caused that to get so big? There are a lot of varieties well, it, there. It, it was probably a single trunk variety, yeah. and, and uh, some of those do get pretty large. And when yeah, you see okay. the multi-trunk ones, there's no comparison. Okay. I got a Muskogee that is as big as a maple tree. And yeah, if you go, well, this if has, you go, this has gotten taller than our two-story house. Yeah, if you go to the uh, arboretum. Go to the Arboretum, and there are some very old crepe myrtles there that are huge. I mean, the trunks are extraordinary. They're beautiful trees, too. Yeah, well, it's beautiful, but I don't like the roots. But I have a husband that is a tree hugger, and he won't cut anything down. A tree hugger. (laughs) I mean, literally, does he go out there and... No, but he is opposed to cutting trees down. In fact, I took out... When he was working overseas uh, more than a decade ago, I took out three uh, sweet gum trees, and he had a. He likes sweet gum trees. He doesn't cut trees down. Well, don't you just don't do that? So there's no way we're taking the crepe myrtle down. But I thought maybe you could tell me what I could do to slow its growth. Josh, there's nothing you can do. (laughs) Yeah, no, no pruning of the the top of the tree is going to stop what's going on underground. So I. I would say your uh, best path to conflict conflict resolution here would be to have a financial conversation with your husband. Because uh, yeah. us guys, we, we uh, tend to get real rational when it comes to financial conversations. And Well, let me ask you this. Is it going to destroy the foundation of the house? I, without seeing it, I certainly wouldn't speculate. But it, it, it can possible? damage. Well, you see what it's doing to the wall. Uh, it, it's not going to be in front of it, you know, toward the yeah. grass, but, but, you know, and maybe six, eight feet behind it is our foundation. Then I would say that, that it is a possibility that your foundation could eventually be damaged. You could get a more d- definitive opinion, uh, if you had someone, an arborist come out and yeah. have a look at it. Um, okay. but but again, what what you see happening to the wall is is what it's going to do to any hard surface uh, near enough to the tree yeah. uh, for the roots to grow into. So, 
while speaking, speaking financially, ask him had he rather move, uh, cut the tree down or move the house back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean you got to have some ammunition. There you go. There you go. I'll tell him you guys said so. Yeah. Um, okay, I have a couple other questions. I was told this week that you cannot plant Bermuda grass from seed and have any success. Is that true? No, that is not. I know. Absolutely not. Uh, I sure they, see a lot of seed in the stores. Yeah, that's that's one that then if you try centipede or zoysia, I don't think you can even get zoysia seed, can you? Or can there, you? You there can. is some. But it's it's much, much harder. Bermuda will take off. Bermuda is the the best one uh, out of the warm season grasses in terms of the best success rate from seed. But um, centipede and zoysia, you certainly can't. You're. Your source well, we might have been referring to St. Augustine, yeah, Saint Augustine, which is much, much uh, yeah. tougher. That That's almost exclusively a, a sod or a plug type of grass. Okay. But the Bermuda... Well, we already have Bermuda, but it's just gotten so thin. And um, well, you, well, Do you have full cold. sun? It, you know, it, with full sun, most warm yeah. season grasses are going to thrive. Well, there's areas that are full sun that are very thin. And okay. I don't know why, but... Um, I'm gonna well, I'm gonna reseed it this year. What what's the best time to do that? That's what I was about to mention. It, it warm season grasses you you put out the seed at a different time of the year than yeah, than when you're typically hearing people planting fescue seed. So right. you want to be looking at uh, June yeah. would be the ideal target. You know, really? roughly Memorial Day. Oh, see, and that's not too hot. No, 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 they, no. they love hot. In, In fact, fact fescue is a it, turf specialist call it a temporary grass. The warm season grasses move through the ground and rhizomes, and they'll stay and, until your nighttime temperatures are staying above seventy degrees, which is usually late May, uh, early June. Uh, it just won't germinate, so that's uh, why okay. it really is happy for the hot weather. And core it's aeration too is a good idea. Have you been fertilizing it, and have you been aerating it? I haven't because, been aerating it, but we have a service that fertilizes on a regular basis. Well, and, check, uh, check with them about the aeration because Bermuda, if it's getting enough sun, there's no reason yeah. it shouldn't be running and thickening up unless the ground has got really compacted and unless it's not been getting any fertilizer at all. Okay. So it may be okay. that the aeration could help you yeah, out a I lot. Mean, you you got you to gotta take care of the grasses. In fact, uh, with the fescue, I mean, you just... You you really have to you got to have irrigation, yeah, for fescue to really make it happen. Oh, I yeah, I'm painfully aware of that one. Thank you very we much for calling. Corner lot, and do you know how much how far that is to put in an irrigation system? I have it's no just idea. So much. Yeah. You know, right? It, it it's it can be very expensive, but I'm just uh, for a warm season grasses, I wouldn't worry about it. But uh, uh, another yeah. thing too is how low is your landscaper cutting the Bermuda? If you don't keep Bermuda cut particularly low, it won't send out the rhizomes to run. Oh, really? To, to move sideways. We cut, we cut that, the grass ourselves. Yeah. Well, um, so the, you may be cutting it too high, and that's slowing it from yeah. From I mean, spreading. it's got a. You almost need a, a special, uh, a real. If you cut it, cut it down more. lower, you can force more of the that rhizome growth, and don't never okay. let it tassel out. Well, because yeah, we have been cut very long. short, very very okay. short. Maybe that's the problem. Uh, All like right. uh, an inch or a half inch. 
Okay, my next question, please. Yeah, we is, we got a we got about a minute uh, here. Okay, what do you recommend for a privacy type of shrub in an area that's mostly shade? How tall would you like it? I mean, eight foot, or is just tall, yeah, much taller than that? I like the fragranized mantis. That'll grow in shade, and that has fragrance too. What about Say you, again, Carol? Or fragrant osmanthus. Uh, that that is good. There's some of your uh, ligustrums that will do. Yeah, it's called a sweet tea olive. That osmanthus. Ask for a sweet tea olive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's a good idea. Ligustrum, uh, Josh. What would you recommend? You probably have some here. Um, I like Chindo viburnums. Uh, yeah. They can do sun and and shade, and they're evergreen. In fact, all the plants that were mentioned just now are evergreen. And if you want to know uh, some more options, come down and see us here at Logan's, yeah. where uh, our shrubs are buy one get one half price today. And we got to go. Thanks. We'll be back. I thought it was, I mean, I watched...